Drone technology, is it a weapon you're using in your arsenal? It should be, and it probably will be in the future. Talking about drones and their usage in production agriculture with Johnny Varell here at Varell Farmers, Jackson, Tennessee. You know what? Drones came on the scene here a few years ago as a cool thing. Kind of a novelty, kind of a tool, but more toy, frankly. Uh, auction companies would use them, put cameras on to like show you a property that's for sale. Um, you want to maybe get some imagery for your farm for a promo thing. That's helpful. Then they start talking about crop scouting. I'm like, yeah, that's neat, but that's just a little bit better than driving by the field and looking out the window because you're still not really on the ground. Drones have come a long way, at least in the technology, but more importantly, how they are becoming a tool that you can use. So for us, we use it for many things. We can use smaller drones than this one to do stand counts in the season, in season when you first plant to see where you are, your emergence. I mean, we got a drone like this that we're using for a lot of our research. So this, we use this drone on our farm to spray commercial acres on our farm. But also sometimes we'll use this drone just to do research plots. So we got data because it does GPS tracking. So we know exactly what product we put where. Yep. We can overlay that with the yield data and take that to harvest and see what it is. So it, it really just allows us to do a lot more smaller plots a lot faster versus doing a 120 foot boom on a sprayer and trying to clean the tank in and out. When we were looking at the drone yesterday and we we're talking about setting this up, this video, you said, all right, if I want to go out and do a five acres within a hundred acre field that we're doing this trial in this part of the field, I'd have to go out there with flags and then I've got a 120 foot boom. You know, it's not as precise. This helps the precision. So when a person watches our trial results, we can be even more dialed in on what we're actually seeing. That's right. It just lets us get more and more data faster because like I said, the sprayer is just such a big sprayer. We got a, a mud master out here in the field now where we've been doing plots that only does 20 foot. That's good, but it doesn't document anything. Everything's done by flags. Everything's done by markers. Whereas this thing right here, it's all digital. It goes straight on. This machine behind us is just for spraying. When you want to do like recon, you want to do scouting, you use a smaller drone. Yeah, a smaller drone for that. And that's just got a camera on it, nothing else? That's it. Okay. So will we get to where this one has a camera on it and it knows? Is it going to be, in a few years, this is going to be smart enough that it just goes out, flies around, and sprays the pigweed infestations where you have them? I'm going to say anything's possible in the next few years, especially as fast as it's doing. But, you know, one of the big things about drones, for what they can do and the cost on them, they're, they're actually priced very good. You know, you need three, probably two or three drones on a farm to keep, keep enough acres going in a day. But you can still get that many drones for a good price compared to a $500,000 sprayer today, too. All right, real quickly, you get your smartphone on you? Yeah. All right, pull out your smartphone. When was your first smartphone, Johnny? 15 years ago? Yeah, all right, 15 years ago. So this is like your fourth one in 15 years? Yeah. How much better is this one than the first one? No comparison. Can we compare that to where drones might be going? But the cell signal's gone down. Yeah, right, right. The signal's go better. But seriously, you can do, can you do three times as much stuff oh. on your phone as you did the first one you had? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I believe so. I think so, too. All right, how much does this weigh? So this one here, you know, when it's fully fit, full of water and a battery and everything it's probably north of 80 pounds okay so it's got an eight gallon tank that's 64 pounds right there and it's got a few batteries so how long can it go out and fly around so you did all of, you used it for a five acre plot is that about max how we do it is is if we go out we're doing two gallon work every time it comes in we swap batteries it's got a suitcase battery literally you just pick it up you don't have to unplug it it unplugs itself swap batteries go on put it right back on the charge so you got three batteries you never had to stop also, we just got like a quick fuel, fuel nozzle, like you do at a gas station. We stick it in there. While it's filling up, you're doing these other things too. So it's it's very fast. You could come in and within a minute be right back out going. Got it. So 
as a tool, how many of your acres, not very many, right? Not yet. You're doing it on trials. You're doing it on, you know, plot work and all that. Is it going to grow? Is, it, is this tool going to grow? I think for it to grow on our farm, we'd like to have probably two or three of them. And that way, I think you can take two guys, run three machines, and get over that. It's still not going to be as fast as an airplane or as fast as a sprayer on the ground. But there's times and places where an airplane doesn't need to be seen or heard around houses. Yeah. People can't see these drones because they're always just 10 foot or 15 foot off the canopy. So people don't see them. They don't. It's just a lot better as far as... Less intrusive. It's less inviting of scrutiny from the neighbors. But fungicide, is that where you see it's at? I mean, where where it is right now is for plots, trial work. Where is it going to be a year or two from now? Fungicide? I think fungicide for sure because you can do a lot of things. You can get lower to the canopy, get the wind effect, pushing the... Fungicide down. Down in the canopy, all this stuff. Um, we talked about spot treating for weeds. Is that something that I will say that's coming? It, it, it even can be down to one day doing some target specific uh, insecticides to where you know you got certain insects out in the field yep. and you want to just drop certain uh, bait stations all throughout the field or something like this. I went to a field day three or four years ago. I want to just drop a little bomb. Yeah, but it's doing it strategically, so you know where they're doing based on GPS. It attracts the bugs to that bomb, so to say, or to that ball. So I hadn't even thought of that. Well, that was, I saw that three or four years ago. I thought that would have caught on by now, but it, it hadn't got there yet. But that's the type of things I think could really happen. We were talking about what catches on. I just used your smartphone as a reference. Yeah, your smartphone I mean, might cost like $800. You're like, that's a lot of money. But it does five times more stuff than my smartphone did just 10 years ago so on the money exchange how much did that cost you uh that one right there was probably around thirty thousand dollars five years from now i think you're going to get it might still be 30 grand or it might be a little bit more but it might do twice as much or it might just be probably cheaper which one's going to happen it's going to be you're going to be able to get twice as much out on for the same money probably or less yeah it's it's technology's coming down on those type things uh the limiting factor right now battery yeah so how can a home can it run on a battery? Uh, we usually just do it every filling. So I mean, probably about 15 minutes if it's flying hard, if it's windy. It's a lot of variance going on. Yeah, yeah. Really affect it. Yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and take a look at this now. And you can point out a couple of features. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Standing next to this drone, it's about eight feet in diameter. It's got six propellers. I'm looking at the tank. This is where we put whatever we're spraying on the field. It runs on batteries, which are right there. What else do I need to know? You know, you got several different configurations of nozzles depending on what rate you're putting out how fast you're flying so if you're going slow and low water volume it can actually cut off some of the nozzles it's got a rate controller built in on it it holds eight gallons of liquid in here it's got a uh, fill indicator so you always know exactly how much fluid you got on the remote so you know what's going on of course you got a suitcase battery that drops in and out really easy so it has radar on it uh, it can see everything in front behind and over it um, which is a big well, if it's going to run into a tree, does it just stop? It stops. Does it stop and fall down to the ground, or does it stop and hover? It stops and hovers, and you can actually do some settings where it actually try to avoid it, or you take control and go around the tree or something like that. You talked about the nozzles. I'm looking at them right here. This, this Under this propeller, there's two. Under that propeller, there are four. Yeah. Uh, is that something you customize or the way it came? And that's, that's the way it comes. And then depending on the density of the water we're spraying, the product, we can go anywhere from, say, 20-foot to 30-foot patterns, depending on what you're doing. It's... It all depending on the heavy, how heavy the water is that you're putting out. So a lighter product, you can disperse 30 feet. That's right. You know, that's really not bad. You figure it was only 40 or so years ago, 50, we, we sprayed with 40-foot booms with sprayers. So That's right. Um, the battery, you said that's kind of a limiting factor because it's only good for about 15 minutes. How many batteries do you have to have? We have three batteries, and they'll last longer than 15 minutes, but if it's a real windy day and you're flying heavy loads all the time or you're having to go a long ways across the field to start back over, 
It's all depending on how you're set up, but we always change every time we come in. That's fine. How long does it take to charge back up? It'll charge back up before you need it. Oh, okay. So you can rotate through them. Okay. You bought this for what purpose specifically? Mainly to research and get good documentation on the products we're putting out. So you've got a lot of acres you can do. You do a lot of trials. The smaller operator that's like, hey, this is out there. How long until you think this fits a 2,000-acre operator and actually has a return on the investment? If you look at what a sprayer costs, if you're going to buy like a 30-foot boom to put on the back of a tractor, you're going to have several thousand dollars in that and put a rate controller and all that. You're not going to be a lot cheaper than you are here when it's all said and done, especially as versatile as this is because you actually could take the tank out and put a dry additive hopper in there so you can put out fertilized cover crops, stuff like that too. You can spread, you can do dry yeah. with this thing. And then the last one is, okay, for for an operator that's maybe a specialty crop for a smaller acre operator, is there even a justification that you're not, you don't need a tractor to run it, you don't need a designated tractor to run it, Yeah. you're not knocking over the crop, does that matter? I, th I think it does. I mean, it just lets you put the product where you need it and do a limited amount of damage. You spoke before we hit record on this. Where you see this having an application is if you're in a suburban area. That's right. Tell us about that. Well, you know, if you got residential neighborhoods and you got an airplane flying, people are always worried about what you're putting out. If you're, they think you're spraying, it could be cover crop, it could be a dry fertilizer, but they're going to call and worry about it. Well, this thing here allows you to stay 10, 15 foot off the canopy below the tree lines. You don't have to raise up. I mean, it just keeps everything. It lets you do the application you need when you need to do it. Got it. Uh, well, you and I both have the same opinion. There's going to be more of these in the future. How many more are you going to have at Rural Farms three years from now when I come back and visit? We'll allow to have two or three by then. All right. He's Johnny Varel. My name is Damian Mason. We're talking about drone technology and making it work for your farming operation. He's doing it mostly for trials and research, but you know what? This is coming. Stay tuned for more great information about how you can use the latest technology for return on investment on your farming operation, extremeag.farm.